0: Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get it on your feet. It's Curd and Long. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, Sparky. 5 12.50 a.m. The Fan in Milwaukee. Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. A special bonus edition of Curd and Long with my guy. Ken Barkley of You Better, You Bet Him and Nick Costos, of course, do their uh, weekday show. Always want to check them out. Follow him on Twitter at Locky Lockerson. We always have a good time uh, as he educates me. Uh, on what is going on every week and we always start off with the Packers obviously because uh, I'm in Milwaukee Vikings according to BetQL favored by three and a half going to Lambo to take on the Packers over under in this game 48 and a half uh, and I uh, said earlier uh, in the week on a curtain long podcast with Ryan Horvath who does uh, BetMGM tonight during the weekend BetQL uh, that th- this is kind of feeling like a magic carpet ride where everything is breaking the way teams that are supposed to lose are losing they're all all of a sudden figuring out ways to win games. Three picks off of Tua last week. Uh, and what do you know? It ended up that he was concussed. Again, all the more magic carpet ride stuff uh, for the Green Bay Packers. I feel good about the Packers going into this week. Maybe that'll be the jinx, Ken Barkley. But what do you think in this game?
1: Sure, and just to correct something, you said the Packers are three and a half point favorites, not the Vikings. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know what three you meant. and a half. Yeah, I know you. Sorry, you, yeah. I know, I know, I know. You got your stuff together, and I know at yeah. the bottom of the sorry. screen. It says the, the the odds as well, so we're we're on it. Um, Packers three and a half. Uh, not a ton of interest in either side so far in this game. I was actually just looking at the board right now to see if like there were any nibbles on either side, a little bit of interest in the Vikings at three and a half. So we're kind of like between three and three and a half right now. I think that makes sense. It's just funny, right? The, the Vikings have been that team all year that, uh, you know, undefeated in one possession games. I think they're 11 and O something like that. I think all of their wins are one possession. I'd have to go back and check uh, the, so, okay. Now you're actually getting more than a field goal with a team that seems you know, allergic to playing anything, but one possession games, maybe just a, it's such a surface level analysis, but you almost can't help, but think, well, the Vikings are going to play a close game and I get three and a half. Maybe that's a good idea. I think, the interesting thing, my look in this game, at least from a betting standpoint, uh, it's going to be warmer everywhere than it was last week. And I know we saw a lot of negative twenty degrees. And Packers fans are obviously used to playing games in those temperatures mm-hmm. all the time. But Cleveland and New England and Pittsburgh at night, and these were. I mean, like humans don't survive in these conditions. And we were playing football, like for much less just trying to like live. We were trying to play a a physical contact sport and throw an oblong object. Like we were trying to do that with the temperatures being so low. It's not going to be like that. You know, it's even in the cold places, it's going to be 40 or 30. In some of the places, it's going to be 60. I like a lot of overs this week in some of these games with the idea that we kind of for a one week hiatus, and with teams having an extra day of rest in a lot of situations, a lot of teams played Saturday. Maybe we get some really good, high-quality, high-scoring football back. It would be nice to see it. I think this is a game that sets up that way. Both teams' defensive statistics, not only bad, but but getting worse, to be honest. And I know the Packers picked two off a bunch in the second half of that game on a sheet of paper, the defense looks pretty bad. And, uh, and I would not be surprised to see each team, you know, whether Christian Watson plays or not, see each team have a lot of success generating explosive plays. So I do like the over in the game.
0: Here you go here. Here's a stat for you. And you're the stat guy. And I'm definitely not the stat guy. And I take stats from everybody else on Twitter. Packers are fourth in DVOA over the last five weeks, trailing only the Niners, bills and Eagles, seventh on offense, first in passing defense, fourth on special teams right now. And that really, really has been the biggest factor Ken Barkley is. Keyshawn Nixon uh just flipping the field for the Packers almost every week at least one time, you know, he flips the field and that really has helped get the Packers some easy points here where previously with Amari Rodgers not only was he not flipping the field, he was costing them possessions uh, on top of it and that, and that's been a, a big difference as well. Your th- your thought on being warmer, I think it's going to be 45, 50 degrees, something like that, uh, in Green Bay. Yeah, one PM uh, coming start up. or noon, coming
1: noon, here yeah, guys' time.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's a 325 start, I think it is. Oh, That's is a, it really like, yeah. uh, I, it I right think here. it's a You are absolutely right. Yeah, you
1: are absolutely right. Well, but the point is not at night. That was no, absolutely, sun will be out yeah. but
0: it's going to be right. like you said, it's going to be much warmer in Green Bay. It's definitely not going to be the frozen tundra, uh, between the Packers and the Vikings uh, going into this one, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think, uh, I think the Packers figure this well, out. I, probably I, a lot of. Scoring. can i give you something on the defense there i
1: just want to i want to follow up because i'm sure people will hear what i said and hear what you said and be like well wait those two things don't make a lot of sense ken's mm-hmm. saying the defense isn't very good you're saying the defense is the best right? well that's like, just number, number one in, in number the one last one five past weeks. defense. yeah well, so that's weeks. that's my point it's pretty easy for me to poke a hole in that statistic like it's quite it's quite easy because mm-hmm. if we just look backwards and we say okay what has happened the packers last three games cause they had a bye obviously right. in the middle of this last three games Bears passing offense, zero. Yep. Rams passing offense with Baker Mayfield, zero. No one's mm-hmm. playing offensive lines hurt to a concussed. Yep. That's it. And that's like, that's four of the five weeks. No doubt. So, I mean, it's pretty easy to show up here and be like, look at this pass defense and be like, if you and i are in the secondary can we guard, can we guard against you know Darnell Mooney and whatever the Bears are rolling out there <laughs> and Ben Squaronic and whatever yep. the Rams are rolling out there and Scronick's right. not even playing anymore i mean that's how bad it is yep. for the Rams and then and then like the two of first half second half dichotomy is also probably a big part of that
0: yeah no doubt about it all right let's get to uh, the second game on the docket uh, Carolina getting 3 against Tampa Bay over under in this one uh, is 40 Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, uh, just not good. I mean, I, yeah, they rallied back and they got in an overtime, but that that one sequence where they gave it to Fournette, what was it, three or four straight times trying to oh, get yeah. a yard in that last game and couldn't get it. I mean, that just speaks volumes as to where that offensive line is uh, for Tampa Bay. Meanwhile, Carolina third in rushing since trading Christian McCaffrey. Right now, Foreman tearing it up, uh, running the football for the Panthers. Uh Eileen Carolina. What about you?
1: I It's so funny because I just did this thing about temperatures and high scoring and everything. This is the one game on the board where I really like the under in the game. And I just think each team is going to be pretty well suited to handle what the other team is going to do. We know the types of games Tampa likes to play, especially games that they play pretty well in, like a good Tampa game. And there's, there's almost been no such thing as a good Tampa game this year. But the good Tampa games are 19-16, 16-15, 13-10. Like they have played like I think nine of their last 12 games or something have fallen in that type of scoring range where, you know, when they're not playing an offense, that's just going to blitz them and just like, you know, and not blitz the football term, like score a lot on them when they're not playing those offenses. That's how their scores look. And that's Carolina. Yeah. And Carolina wants to run the ball. That's the thing they've been the best at that you allude to. That's something Tampa is perfectly suited to swallow up and stop and handle in the game. Now, it doesn't mean Carolina can't win, but it means that their like primary path to success in the Lions game and then these other games. It's not going to happen in this game. Like, it's just not going to play out like that. That's been the story of Tampa season all along. When Vita Vea plays, they stop the run. Like, that's what happens in the game. Okay. So they're not going to have a ton of success offensively. Tampa's offense should always have success in this game. Should. Just like on paper, this should make sense. JC Horn's out. Josh Norman might play in the game. Like, Tampa's got a lot of weapons. This should make sense. All year, you could say that exact same thing, and it's just never happened. It just hasn't happened. They're bad on third down. They're terrible in the red zone, one of the worst teams in the league. They settle for field goals constantly. They turn the ball over in bad situations constantly. So, like, this is a game Tampa should win. So were all the other games. Like so were all the other, so was Arizona two nights and they and yeah. should have lost. Like, I mean, but like those are games where going into the game, you feel confident this sets up the same way. Yeah, on on paper, yeah, I like Tampa in the game. How do I think it's gonna play out? I think they're gonna step on a rake repeatedly for 60 minutes. <laughs> and I think it's gonna be a really close game that shouldn't be. And I think they're gonna their defense is gonna bail them out in a bunch of spots. Sam Darnold won't be able to move the ball down the field, probably because he's Sam Darnold, and this game's gonna be year 16, 13, 15. 12 Brady with the ball at the end kind of situation. So I kind of agree with the point spread. I like the under in the game.
0: All right, very good. Uh, moving on to game number three. We're covering four games in this bonus curry long podcast. Uh, again, normally Ryan Horvat and myself doing a bonus podcast now with Ken Barkley. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Lockie Lockerson. Miami getting two and a half uh, against the New England Patriots who are not the New England Patriots of old for sure. Over, under in this one, uh, 42 points. Rumors covering out that Bill O'Brien may be headed back to New England, maybe to be offensive coordinator for Belichick next year. Uh, that team is just a complete, and utter mess at this point but the dolphins can't seem to win either and uh without tua it appears i don't even know i i, I don't know you're the <laughs> expert i i i don't have a clue i don't even game.
1: know i what don't know what a great know. way to start some analysis i don't I even, imagine no I'm, just, I'm gonna do all my media tours this week and they're gonna be like what do you what do you think of this game <laughs> I don't know, guys. Do you <laughs> I have no idea, man? I got no idea.
0: I don't you do. Yeah. Go
1: ahead. A com- a complete. I mean, you say a complete and utter mess, and I was like, which which team are you talking about? Because mm-hmm. uh I, I could argue Miami's like more of a complete and utter mess yep. than the Patriots are. Patriots are getting pretty unlucky. Lateral play against the Raiders, Ramondre Stevenson fumble inside the 10 against the yeah. Bengals. I mean, they almost have two like well, the Raiders wouldn't be a signature win, even though the Raiders are pretty good, but Bengals would be a signature win, and they had it. <laughs> I mean, they at it. Meanwhile, like Miami's got real problems. Like, we we obviously don't know whether Tua's going to clear concussion protocol in time to play. Aaron Rodgers even said after the game last week, he doesn't think Tua should play the rest of the season. With a lot concussion of concussion problems that. that he's had from a, a safety standpoint. And I, I agree. I mean, it's hard not to have consumed the season and feel like Tua should keep playing. It's hard to feel yeah. that way. If you're just a human, I think you don't want him to play probably the rest of the year. I think it's going to be Bridgewater. The market is moving. Like, the expectation is it's Teddy Bridgewater. Miami was a really small road favorite. Now they're uh, a whole, uh, road underdog in the game. Patriots are favored by two and a half. I don't think this is enough of a correction. Uh, I like New England at anything under three. Uh, I think with Bridgewater, my number would be a little more than three, so Patriots buy a little more than a field goal. I think we're going to move that way once to a I think, doesn't clear protocol. Now, there's a way this goes sideways. They just play him, which would be like can dangerous. Right. They and can't. like well, Goodell should step like in they, at that point yeah, they can't and probably them. prevent them from playing him. Yeah. They if it's Bridgewater, like we've we saw this a little bit. We saw with Skylar Thompson a little bit. Two is the one that can that can maneuver this offense. Two is the one that you hand the keys to. It's this Mike McDaniel timing with Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill like this is complex. And Tua is the one that can handle it. And the other two have shown no ability to handle it whatsoever. Like, I actually think it's a massive adjustment to go from Tua to either of the other quarterbacks, honestly, whoever it was going to be. So under a field goal, I do like New England still.
0: All right, so I see he's got a lock on that game. That's what we have him on. Uh, Ken Barkley. <laughs> if we want to call it that. Or just an opinion. Or it's just an opinion. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with the lock. Monday Night Football, uh, Bills, of all the games we, we've covered, uh, they're the one team that's actually a favorite on the road. Uh, Bills giving one. That's not much. Uh, uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals over under 49 and a half. I would have to think. This has huge TV ratings uh, going into this game. Huge TV ratings in in this (laughs) matchup. You're gonna be watching, right? Uh, Yeah, I'm gonna gonna be watching. Yes, and I, uh, I don't, I don't think I trust Josh Allen. I I just, I just don't think I do, man. And I'm not saying he's not great, but if you remember when he came out of college, there was a lot of Brett Favre comparisons. And now that I'm watching his career kind of play out, he is kind of Brett to a certain degree. Like he's going to force a ball. He's going to try and make something happen. Um, And in the playoffs, it could cost you a playoff game. Like Brett costed the Packers for years. uh, And then the regular season, he could be a superstar. Uh, So again, for me, because Buffalo is favored and they're going against the Bengals who aren't the Bengals necessarily of last year. In my opinion, I think I would go Buffalo in this one. Uh, What say you, Ken Barkley?
1: Uh, Well, I I agree. I wasn't sure you were going to go in that direction. You kind of gave me a setup like you were going to pick Cincinnati with all that Josh Allen talk. And, well, here's a remarkable stat. Uh, So Josh Allen and Joe Burrow are the second and third favorites to win Most Valuable Player. Patrick Mahomes is very likely going Uh to win the award. Here are your two kind of primary challengers, if you want to call them that, playing each other. Uh, There is a very high probability that one of them leads the league in interceptions at the end of the year. And it could be either one, which is pretty funny. Derek Carr currently has the lead for interceptions, but, like, Things can change. Josh Allen is in second, yeah, uh, and Joe Burrow is, I think, only one behind him. So it's like we think of these guys, and Mahomes isn't that far behind that. We think of these guys, these like almighty quarterbacks. Like they take a lot of shots, they also take a lot of chances, and they've turned the ball over a bunch right. this year through the year. Which is actually it's been funny to see that come together, especially with Josh Allen, as you mentioned. I do like the Bills in this game. Um, I, I think sneakily, and it's you know if you watch the games, I think you pick this up. But if you look at Cincinnati's results, you just see like win, 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 win. I mean, just you don't see any losses, obviously, on the resume. It's like, okay, that's that's actually pretty misleading. Their first half against Tampa Bay is one of the worst halves I've seen a team play the entire season. Burrow was brutal in the game, took like a 30-yard loss on a sack. Uh, team was awful. And then they get a bunch of Tampa turnovers, like five of them, and like miss like miscues, all kinds of stuff. And it turns the game around. I mean, they were down multiple possessions early in right. the game to Tampa. Uh, So that's not a dominant team. And then they play New England and the first half looks great. And then they should have lost the game probably like that team's one here plus one against Buffalo. I have Buffalo is the best team in the league still. I think Philly with Hertz is very close, but I think it's Buffalo and a gap in the AFC and then the other two. And I don't think that gap's properly being reflected here. And the market's moved towards Cincinnati. There's been some interest in kind of what you're talking about that – bills okay maybe allen's turning the ball over too much maybe there's some flaws here cincinnati's you know kind of run the table basically in the second half of the season so the movement has been towards cincinnati this open buffalo minus two and i think it's going to keep moving that way because i think people are kind of in on the bengals as a second half team i'm not uh I, i like the bengals i think they're a great team i think there's a reasonable gap between them and Buffalo. And I think Buffalo might even need to be a field goal in this game and isn't. So I do like Buffalo.
0: Yep. I'm with you. He is Ken Barkley. Him and Nick Hossos do a very, very entertaining show. Yes. You can make a lot of money by listening to them and the gambling talk and all that, but forget all that nonsense for me. It's just, you laugh. You laugh and you laugh because they're both very funny and uh, very entertaining. So check them out. You better. You bet. Uh, Locky Lockerson on Twitter. We do it each and every week. Thank you so much, man. And uh, have a good weekend.
1: No problem, Sparky. Thank you.